0: Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And I'm Lindsay. And Lindsay, this one is crazy. All right. I mean, I really think if you want to see a ghost or you want to experience something, Mm -hmm. this is going to be a really good bet for you. Now it's creepy. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I I don't even know what it is. I'm very (laughs) interested here. It's definitely scary. They estimate that there is at least like 300 ghosts here at a minimum at this location. This is in New York and we haven't done a New York episode before. It's in a town called East Bethany. It's apparently pretty close to Niagara Falls. So there's access, you know, from a a bunch of different areas, you know, even from Canada, probably Canadians could get here pretty easily. This is going to be a creepy one, Lindsay. This is your haunted holiday at Rolling Hills Asylum. So, Lindsay, we've never done an asylum episode, which is kind of crazy, right? Yeah, that's why I was kind of excited when you said what it was. Very exciting and super scary. Well, and this place is kind of unique because it wasn't only an asylum. It was kind of a combination of different things over the course of the years. And this place was built in 1827, and it was originally not just like an asylum. It Mm -hmm. was called the Genesee County Poor Farm. And I really didn't know what that meant. I was like, a poor farm? Like, what on earth is that? So I had to look it up. And basically what a poor farm is from back in, like, the 19th century. Uh Government, like, before Social Security, there were people that couldn't work for whatever reason. So a lot of times it was, like, very destitute people, like people that couldn't work, okay? Mm -hmm. And then they would be sent to these poor farms where the living conditions were like horrible okay like think rats everywhere like people not treated very properly they actually regardless for the reason that they were there uh-huh were called inmates no yeah so if you were there because you were poor whether that was like you had a disability that Uh or maybe you were elderly you couldn't take care of yourself any longer a lot of times too it was orphans or like if a woman had kids back in those days and her husband died they weren't really like allowed to own land or anything and so they would send them to these poor houses oh my goodness so i've said it in multiple episodes Thank goodness we were not alive back then. Exactly. And not only that, so a lot of these people, you know, just didn't have the means to support Mm -hmm. themselves, but they also sent insane people to this place. So it wasn't just yeah, people that, you know, just had tough luck or whatever. Now they're living with people that are actually, like, Insane and needs some sort of mental help. But this is back in the 1800s. So they're not, you know, they're not getting the proper care that they need. And they're kind of mixed and mingled kind of together a little bit, which I thought was kind of crazy. Interesting. So was there an attempt to give some of these folks the mental, mental care? Was there an attempt or... I mean, I don't know. I'm sure to some degree with what they had available, right? There was, you know, nurses and doctors there, but they could only do so much back in the 1800s. And it wasn't exactly like these places were super well-funded. So a lot of these asylum situations, really bad treatment. That's unfortunate. Which is really sad. So it's just kind of a mixture of a lot of people that have been here over the years And then eventually, actually, in the early 1900s, it got kind of converted to a nursing home, a certain area of it. And now when we talk about this place, I want you to keep in mind, it's like 53,000 square feet, and there's numerous buildings on this property. It's like a huge acreage. Mm -hmm. So like there was a lot of different buildings, and the infirmary was what was converted into the nursing home. And that actually closed back in 1974. So that was kind of the last time it was running as kind of like a home Mm -hmm. to people to live. Now, one thing that I thought was interesting, there are over 1,700 documented deaths at this location that are literally documented, Lindsay. A lot of times I talk about legends and stuff like that. No, no. 1,700 people for sure died here. Now, wow. that being said, apparently they were really bad with keeping records. So they actually think it could be like three times that many people that died there. That's crazy. I know. I mean, how many places do you think on the planet have that much death? Random thought by me, but I mean, probably not that many. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely an anomaly, right? Yeah. Places like this, for sure. Now, something else that is kind of crazy. So a lot of these people, because they were poor or, you know, maybe even insane, when they would, you know, pass away, they didn't have family or anything like that to kind of take the bodies and do a proper funeral. So apparently at some point on this land, there was an actual cemetery where they would take them out to be buried and then the state would pay for that there Mm -hmm. but that cemetery right now they don't don't have any idea where that cemetery was because all of the stone and everything that would have potentially marked the graves back then have kind of just dwindled away over the years Mm -hmm. and so there are probably at least like a thousand bodies buried out there and they have no idea where those bodies are. Wow, so anywhere out on the grounds, I mean the whole place is probably a graveyard essentially. My gosh. Exactly, exactly. So a lot of unmarked graves on this location and then the last time it was really open as kind of like a place of business was in the 1990s. They kind of you know refurbished it a little bit and turned it into an antique mall and that's when they started noticing some weird things going on and it eventually closed and got kind of run down and is what it is today and was actually purchased for the purpose of making it kind of like a ghost hunting historic site All right, so like I said at the top, Lindsay, this place is massive. There is ghostly activity everywhere in this place, and we're not going to even be able to, like, come close to touching every potential ghost story or place where you're going to experience haunted activity here. Just know when you get there, like, it's pretty much everywhere, okay? Mm -hmm. But let's talk about some of the main places. So one place is the morgue. And in the morgue, apparently, you can hear a lot of voices. You will actually get the sensation of being shoved, like ghosts will physically shove people in the scary. morgue. Scary. So, I've never experienced anything like that. I think I've said this in a previous episode, I've never had a spirit touch me, I've never had anything, anything like that, I think that would be super scary. The idea of something like physically pushing you is very scary to me. And not being able to see what it is that's mm-hmm. doing that. I think it's that unknown that is particularly terrifying. It's the unpredictability. It's the unknown. And then it's also the fact that they are they have the power to do that. Yep the other room that is super creepy i think it's creepier than the morgue to be honest with you is what they call the christmas room so back in the day this is where they would keep a bunch of toys and there's a bunch of christmas decorations and then santa claus you know would come down and the kids would meet santa claus down there well a lot of that old stuff and creepy old toys are still <laughs> down there okay and, like, this isn't the only place with, like, creepy old toys, by the way. Like, the whole place has creepy dolls in it everywhere. Like, some of the original beds that people would sleep in, they're in the room. So, like, this place is scary, okay? But the Christmas room in particular. So, of course, they think that there's little kids potentially oh. in this room, right? And for whatever reason, like, that brings up, like, an additional fear factor, I think. I think definitely. Are they really kids? That's the question. Oh gosh, I know. I, mean, I didn't even until we started doing this show. It never even occurred to me to think, <laughs> are they really children haunting it? I think little children ghosts are just scary. Yeah. I mean, that little giggling and like out of nowhere, oh, yes. scary. And not only that, but in this room, the toys will move on their own. They actually like the resident ghost hunters that kind of work there. They will do like story reading time with the little kids and they say that they have like interactions and that these kid ghosts will respond. I watched this interesting video and this is actually one of my favorite YouTube channels out there. It's called BuzzFeed Unsolved Supernatural. I highly enjoy it. I would recommend everybody go Mm -hmm. check it out. Like it's just a fun ghost hunting show. Okay well anyways they go here And they brought this like toy dog down there, but it wasn't like a normal toy dog. It was kind of like, I guess it was made for, you know, supernatural things, but it had like a static electricity field around it. So if you came close to the dog, like within probably an inch, I guess I would say, the nose will actually light up and start kind of playing like a little kid song, right? Like kind of like a jewelry box sound, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So they're in there and they're trying to get and they're testing it out. Like whenever they get closer, it goes off, of course. And then they decided, okay, let's take a step back and see if we can have something happen here. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're in there for 20 minutes asking these little kids to here, come play with this dog. Look, it's going to play this music and light up and everything. Right. And they're in there for 20 minutes. Nothing happens. But they're like, you know what? Let's just leave it in here. Let's set our camera um, Mm -hmm. in the set it up in the room to watch this dog to see if anything happens and sure enough not long after they left that thing started going off on its own the nose started lighting off and the music started playing oh that is so number one just that particular ghost hunting tool is super cool we need one of those, but it's also so scary. I, I need to see this video. I'll post the link to that show on our episodes section on our website at yourhauntedholiday.com if anybody's interested to go look at that. But I was thinking the same thing. We're actually going to be going to the Velisca Axe murder house not that long from now. And that would be perfect for something like that. But I don't even know. I'll have to look into where you can get something like this. I yeah. wonder how expensive it is. Yeah, I'm actually hoping in that case that we get the children hauntings more than we do the murderers. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I am just so excited to go there. And we'll definitely have an update episode for everybody listening at some point once we do go there. I think we're going uh, late August. Is that right, Lindsay? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. So excited. So anyways, I thought that was a really cool ghost hunting equipment. And the video was, I thought, very compelling. And... You know, fascinating that I think that is proof that something was messing with it. All right, there's also a recreation room where the chairs move by themselves. There are doors that slam throughout. And then the other thing that it's really well known for is screaming, like shrieks. You can hear these ghosts like shrieking at the top of their lungs. And most people think it's mainly the same person. Like there's one primary voice that's kind of sounds like an older woman Mm -hmm. Freaking noise. They're not sure exactly who this is, but like they go back and they talk about this time when, you know, there was a lot of people that were insane living there people with disabilities sometimes the only way they could communicate is by screaming I know I was just gonna say it's sad actually because of the mental illness and stuff happening Mm -hmm. that's probably what it comes from exactly it's it's more sad than it is scary although I would be it's terrifying it is not more sad than it is scary I mean it's very sad But let's be real. We're there and we hear that. Holy cow. I will beat my heart is going to be through the roof. No doubt. Okay. The other room where there tends to be a lot of activity is where there's an old organ that they used to play. And it's still there. They just call it the organ room. But apparently there was some kind of like rituals that people have been doing in there in more recent times. Like, The people Mm -hmm. working there have entered the room to find different things drawn on the ground Mm -hmm. and candles and stuff like that. And they think it may be some sort of weird, like dark magic ritual that is going on there from some local group. And so now there's a lot of activity there, but it's also interesting because there was a spirit there named Emmy and she's actually a nurse she was a nurse back in the day living there at the Rolling Hills Asylum and she apparently according to some people was into the dark arts and they think that the same group that is going in and doing these rituals today are tied to the same group that she was a part of back in the day she was part of some kind of dark arts group that's what they claim Interesting. I, you know, I don't know very much at all about any of that. I mean, you know, some of it's probably pretty innocent. I think there's, you know, it's just like the pentagram thing. I I think that's a myth. I don't really think that means anything evil. It could be that they're in there doing something that's completely innocent. Oh, I agree. Um, Like, but on the other hand, I do think you can summon spirits and, and stuff. I do think that you know like using a Ouija board can absolutely bring some malevolent things in right. but fascinating I, right I don't know enough about any of that to tell you what my opinion really is I, you know and that's such a good point Lindsay because I really don't either you know and there's a lot of people that are legitimately like Wiccan or pagan that is not mm-hmm. the same thing as Satanism Right, right. And I don't know that much about it, but a lot of times, you know, maybe they've drawn a pentagram on the ground or something like that. Right. That doesn't have anything to do with a satanic ritual. And I think sometimes, you know, people are so quick to immediately go to that. Like, oh, this was drawn on the ground. This must be satanic. Now, I don't know exactly what was drawn on the ground here. I don't know what they were doing. Right. So that is pure speculation. Well, this nurse, so I I saw a couple different accounts of a nurse. And there was two different names that I saw. One was Emma and one was Emmy. I'm not sure if they're the same person. I think they are. And I think they're just kind of blended accounts of the same person. Mm -hmm. But one of the nurses, the account of Emma that I saw, people said that she was very dedicated to her job If somebody were to call out for help or something, she's likely to make her presence known to maybe try to assist, that kind of thing. But then Emmy, the other nurse with a very similar name, that's the one that they said was actually abusive to patients and just mean and into like weird dark art stuff. Okay. So Emmy is the one that they think is linked to some sort of group. Right. Now- Let me just clarify something here for a second. We all know a very famous TV show out there that likes to dramatize things and make everything sound like there's a demon or a devil. Oh, right. Going on, right? Right. That's the the one thing that I saw that calls out the evil nurse, right? Okay. The other stuff that I saw didn't indicate that Emma was evil, so I'm not sure if it's just they're trying to dramatize it or if there's maybe two different nurses here right but it appeared to be the same room that they were in because she actually has a bedroom that's still there with some of the old decor and it's supposed to be a very haunted location within the building cool the most famous ghost at this location though is named roy and he was an inmate there and he wasn't really an inmate right he didn't commit any crimes but he suffered from gigantism and he was seven feet tall and his parents actually dropped him off there at the age of 12. And he spent the rest of his life at the rolling Hills asylum. So like years, right? He was very intelligent. He lived there for over 50 years. He died there. Um, and a lot of people will get photos of him actually as like a shadow but as this looming seven foot tall shadow person Wow. and there is a lot of photos out there in fact if you go to their website i think they might have a photo out there of roy but he's probably the most common shadow figure that is seen at this location they say that he is actually Quite friendly. And most of the ghosts, they think, are quite friendly Hmm. at this location. And in fact, to the point where the owner at one point, she was like walking through and saw a rat and she screamed and she like ran out of the building. Right. Like like anyone. Exactly. (laughs) The next day, she comes in to the building and she finds the rat dead and bloody like oozing blood out and she's convinced that roy saw her scared of the rat and killed the rat for her wow i I mean i could take that one of two ways so picturing walking in and there's a brat that's been murdered (laughs) bloody oozing blood as you said it could either be like something evil is here or maybe Roy. Didn't realize that that's on its own. Gross. Nobody wants to see that. No. But at least it's not live. alive. I would rather see a dead rat than an alive rat. Now, he For also sure. is a big fan of opera music. So if you go to this location, you need to play some opera music on your phone. And a lot of times, apparently, that will kind of get him to show up. And maybe you can snap a picture of him. Mm-hmm. Now, the scariest place in rolling hills asylum is what they call the shadow hallway okay they think there is some kind of portal or vortex near this hallway and there are just a ton of shadow people i guess to the point where they say they will almost like walk among you sometimes like they are like they might stick like an arm outside of a door so they could, you could see their arms sticking out. Ugh. They come in like all different, like colors and shapes and like different movements and stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. The creepiest thing is that sometimes, Lindsay, they will crawl on the floor. Shut up. And then you might be sitting on the floor, like kind of asking questions because you've been chilling there for a few hours doing your ghost hunt thing. and they will crawl at you. And apparently no. super scary. That is so scary. <laughs> I have a visual of that. I think a demon when I think of like shadow thing crawling, you know, that visual you get of some creepy thing like crawling across the floor at you. I don't think this is demons, though. I I don't think so either. I think it's just so many people have passed away here that there is just some kind of residual energy there. Yeah. And for whatever reason, this hallway in particular is the most active spot. It is, I mean, you have a pretty good shot of seeing a shadow person. so of course you can go to the rolling hills asylum and maybe see a creepy shadow person in that shadow hallway now of course with the covid situation they are not open at this moment but they have a lot of information on their website if you go there about when they're planning to reopen based on the rules going on in new york state right now so keep an eye on that if you're interested it also looked like they were looking for things like uh donations people buying gift cards or even like a souvenir brick from the property that's like engraved and that's all to kind of like help them through this tough time of not being able to be open and kind of keeping up with everything so if you're interested in going here maybe even in the future if you like know i want to go there you can go to their website you can buy a gift card and then you can use it for your tour later on and that's going to help support their business so the websites actually it's got a lot of good information it's got history it's also got a lot of stories so if you're interested in reading personal accounts of what people have experienced here as well as seeing evidence their website is a treasure trove of information for stuff like that but they also have a ton of different tour options that range greatly okay so let me start out with what I would call kind of like the public tours where they're not private like you show up you buy your ticket and then you could be there with a group of people so there's a self-guided walking tour which is one hour and that's only ten dollars so you're kind of like on your own doing your thing there's also a guided historical tour And that's two hours for $20 a person. So not so bad at all. And then a guided flashlight tour. So I'm assuming that's going to be at night. It's also two hours long and $25 a person to attend. Now, there's also like guided ghost hunts, I guess I would say. But they're in like specific buildings. So like the cycle the ICU, like I think the infirmary might be one. And those prices range anywhere from $30 to $65. And those those start out with like a guide telling you like, this is the history of what happened in this building here. This is the stuff you should expect. And then they kind of like leave you to it. And you're going okay. to kind of ghost hunt on your own for an hour or so. Now, there's also private ghost hunts this is probably what I would want to do just because you get a lot more time there to really kind of try to experience something and so the private ghost hunts these also range quite a bit and it's dependent on the season so think of East Bethany New York like it's cold there right yeah so in the winter it's a little bit cheaper and they have four hour private ghost hunts In the winter months but they do say like you need to bring warm clothes it's not heated in there you need to be wearing warm socks all that stuff during Mm -hmm. the winter now it's up to 10 people for $500 and then for every additional person it's prorated at an additional $50 so if you add it up really if you brought 10 people there it's 50 bucks a pop to do a four-hour tour that's a good deal I think it's a great deal if you can wrangle 10 people. I mean, it's not like Villisca where you have to like kind of really decide who's going with you because it's so small. Mm -hmm. This place is massive, right? right? I mean, you could bring a bunch of people there, I would think, and easily split that cost. In the other months... There's also a four hour midweek tour. So then it's kind of priced like in the spring, summer and fall based on the time of the week that you're going. So if you're going midweek, it's a little bit cheaper. It's $500 as well. You can do an eight hour midweek. It's a little bit more expensive, but you actually get a good bang for your buck. It's $675. So it's twice the amount of time, but not twice the amount of money. So if you want to do the full eight hour ghost tour, that's a lot. And then Friday and Saturdays is when it gets a little pricier and it's $1,050 for 10 people. But if you think about it, Lindsay, that's still only like a hundred dollars each. Yeah. For, for an eight hour tour. Yep. For an eight hour tour on Friday or Saturdays. If I could get 10 people to go, I'd pay the, $100 I mean this you're talking about being able to go and see probably very likely are you going to go see a shadow person maybe crawling at you in the hallway (laughs) (laughs) like I really think you're going to experience something here it's very likely yeah they also offer some other cool things there so like they have a paranormal 101 class that you can sign up for and kind of use like all their fancy equipment and learn how to do it They also, if you wanted to, like if you booked any of these private ghost hunts and you wanted like a personal class, you could add an additional $200 on and then they provide all the equipment and show you how to use it. And it's fancy Mm. stuff too. Like me and you, all we have is our little K2 meter and our spirit box and we're good. Yeah. No, they give you like thermal cameras and all kinds of stuff to be able to. Really, I mean, I was looking at, uh some different equipment to purchase on top of because you know i just have the k2 spirit box you know regular like you know our cameras on our phones kind of thing we keep it simple but some of this stuff is pricey you know just to get some of these pieces of equipment it's 200 bucks exactly more more a lot of times yeah and so you can essentially what you're doing is renting it and then they're going to show you how it works which i thought was kind of a cool addition Mm -hmm. and they sell all kinds of things at this place like if you go to their website they sell ghost hunting equipment they sell souvenirs like this is a full-on ghost hunting place that is what it is there for that is what their employees do they show people how to do this stuff which is really really neat that is neat Okay, guys. So thank you so much for listening. Here is our newest segment of the show where we read an email from a listener and uh, this week comes from Tanya and she sent us an email that I thought was pretty funny. She said, I just listened to your Sally House episode. You should listen to Astonishing Legends podcast about it they have about three in-depth episodes. There was a recording of the scariest scream that they recorded. She said she had to throw her headphones off. It was so creepy. And she says, I love your pod by the way. So thanks Tanya for emailing us. I actually went back and listened to that and oh my gosh, the EVP that they recorded on that podcast, which is a great show, by the way, is so terrifying to me. It just confirms, demon it confirms there's a demon there to me I was going to say the same thing Lindsay because I went back and listened to that too and I was like this is not some innocent little girl in this nursery and if you know you guys haven't listened to the Sally House episode please go back and listen to it it's terrifying but there I I mean that's got to be a demon nothing else is making that noise like my dogs growling don't even sound like that like that sounded evil. The, the little girl, Sally, she is not making that noise. So guys, we will post a link to where you can listen to the EVP on our website. Uh, but also you can always look up that podcast. It's all over the place, just like ours is. Okay guys, thank you again so much for listening. Uh, Don't forget, if you like the show, make sure to leave us a review, give us five stars, and subscribe to our channel, that helps out a lot. We read all the reviews and we really enjoy it. So thank you guys for writing those up for us. Um, Also, go check out our website, yourhauntedholiday.com. We have links to all of our different social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and uh, Twitter. You can just find it right there on our website we also have merchandise which is new for us so if you're interested just go to our website and click on the merchandise link to buy anything well not anything but lots of different things with our logo on it stay healthy and safe everybody thanks for listening